0: Adam Gilly from the City Morning Herald. Morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Uh, how was the NRLW launch yesterday?
1: Yeah, it was good. It was actually my first time, Jared, being inside the new Allianz Stadium. Um, had a bit of a peek around and looks impressive, I must admit. Uh, probably a, just a bigger version of Bank West, but obviously a shiny new stadium with uh, 40-odd thousand seats. So I can't wait to see the first game. Being played there in a couple of weeks' time, when the Dragons and the Roosters play NRLW, followed by the Roosters and um, Roosters and South in the big NRL clash uh, later in the evening, there should be a bit righty on that game, you would think. It was probably going to be a top four implications potentially, or even a, even the Roosters trying to trying to maintain their spot in the top eight. So yeah, uh, it was good NRLW launch yesterday. Those teams are ready to go this weekend for the start of the competition, and uh, can't wait to see it get going.
0: Talking some racing, and what do you make of the barrier draw for the Wink Stakes? And the other thing about this race I've noted is Hugh Bowman's chosen Fangirl over Forbidden Love. Surely he would have had the option, wouldn't he, between those two?
1: Yeah, would have thought so, Jared. So Fangirl, I think, is one of my horses to follow for the spring. I really like the progression in the autumn. I know she started in the last start of the the campaign, but she's a horse, so I definitely want to follow all throughout the spring, whatever type Chris Wallace sort of aims for her later in the campaign. Obviously, most of the talk, Jared, has been about Animo in Barrier 1. Um... A little bit sticky, barrier draw, given a lot of the speed's drawn to the outside. But there are a lot of horses in this race who want to get over further, obviously, later in their campaigns and are genuine backmarkers. So I'm still expecting him to posse up somewhere midfield there on the fence. He'll probably need the brakes at some stage in the straight, obviously, given uh, he's going to be hemmed towards the inside. But I don't think the barrier draws as bad as what it might have been initially on paper. But he's getting out to probably his right price now. isn't he, Gerard around that two 2.80, two ninety mark. He was very, very skinny, I thought, earlier in the week all-in markets. It's just a matter of trying to find a horse to beat him. If you think he's vulnerable first up, I obviously think he's probably a tad vulnerable first up. I think he's better form uh, as a four-year-old, be over a mile and 2,000 metres. I'd imagine that all roads are leading towards Cox's play. He's got to try and find something to beat him there on the weekend.
0: When do we see the Everest given Group 1 status, mate?
1: Yeah, loz, you can set your clock to this debate, isn't it? It always sort of pops up around this time of year. And, um I'm a believer that it should have Group 1 status. It's cemented itself as probably or easily the best sprint race in the country and probably the best sprint race in the world. I know it's racing politics that prevents it from happening but I'd like to think in the next 6 to 12 months that the States can sit down and, and really have a look at this pattern and work out what our best races are and what should be Group Ones. i I've been on the record before boys with you guys saying that we've got 73, 74 Group 1 races. That is far, far too many Group 1 races in my opinion. If I'm being really harsh, a race like the Wink Stakes I don't think should be a Group 1 this week. because it's, it's a kickoff point for a lot of horses who want to get over 2,000 metres and beyond later in their campaign. So the same goes for the Memsey Stakes down there at Caulfield in a couple of weeks' time. But I do think the Everest deserves having Group 1 status now whether that happens or not uh, this year I highly doubt it obviously but hopefully get something in place for next year and the,
0: and the years beyond oh, how many shows could we do on the rating program seriously oh, <laughs> what a like, mess seriously
1: seriously yeah, yeah. We, we, could, we could sit here and talk for oh. hours about it hours about oh. it and um I, you know, we we complain about horses, especially colts going off the stud way too early because they you know they they've won their group one and they go off to stud and they retire as three year olds. Well, we're the architects of our own demise in that regard because Absolutely. we have so many group one races. Yeah,
0: you've got to <laughs> exactly why have we got seventy odd group one races anyway? Don't start me. Blake Shin, he's back in Australia, riding here as well, Saturday. Yeah,
1: very, very keen to see how he comes back, Jared. He's always had a little bit of a pit stop in Singapore after finishing up in the Hong Kong season. He hasn't been in Australia permanently for many, many years now. And I'm, I'm very keen to see how he goes down at Moody Valley to start off his, his uh, Australian, I suppose, return on the weekend. He, he did it tough in the first stage of going over there to Hong Kong. He really struggled to get some momentum going, but he stuck it out and he was just... He did a really good job. I think he persevered and be really proud of his efforts to hang in there in a really tough jockey's market, which is obviously dominated by the likes of Zach Burton and Joe Marrera. But given Blake's been very open about some of his mental health challenges and the the strict lockdowns and bubbles the Hong Kong Jockey Club has... placed on all their participants over there throughout all the COVID pandemic and, and, and lockdowns. He had to come back to Australia. So I don't know whether he settles long-term in Melbourne and decides to come back up to Sydney and make a fist of it up here, but it's great to see him back in Australia. I don't think it'll be too long before we see seen riding the big Group 1 races again.
0: Looking forward to getting your Group 1 mail tomorrow, mate. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Jared. See you, boys.